It's about four months since IP Drafts was elected to the Law Society Council as its member for a new constituency, Business and Commercial Law. During that time, he has attended several online council meetings. He has an impression of a group that is dedicated, has a great deal of institutional memory, and collectively wants to improve the Law Society and support the professional interests of its members. But that task is made more difficult by an ill-conceived regulatory regime, the developing approach of the SRA within that regime, and lack of support from government. It is also made more difficult by the very diverse interests of solicitors, from people in major city firms working for major financial and corporate interests, to sole practitioners serving consumers. IP Drafts still has a lot to learn about the institution, its room for maneuver, and how it might realistically improve its performance. He starts from a position that the Law Society is worthwhile and should be supported, but it needs to do much better at demonstrating its value to its members. An area that interests IP Drafts is the future of the profession over the next generation. He would like to see the solicitor brand moving up market, recognizing that routine work will be increasingly taken over by automation and alternative service providers. Part of that move should be to strengthen the ethical code and values of solicitors. The Law Society should be a focal point for helping people joining the profession, as well as established practitioners, to develop and promote those values, which include integrity, trust, excellence, dedication, independence and fairness. With a strong brand supported by strong values, we can compete successfully with other providers. IP Drafts has been reading the final report of Stephen Mason titled Reforming Legal Services, Regulation Beyond the Echo Chambers, which was published in 2020. Mason was appointed by the UK government to conduct an independent review of legal services regulation. The report includes proposals that may be challenging to the solicitor's profession, and IP Drafts is still considering what his overall view of this very lengthy report should be. But he has found some parts that resonate with his own views. Consider, for example, the following text which starts on numbered page 56 of the report. Greater than in this review, I have explored what I describe as the proper role of regulation. In my view, it is to set the floor below which providers may not go in their provision of legal services. This should be distinguished from the goal of a profession, and perhaps legal services providers more generally, to aspire to higher, or even the highest, standards of competence and quality. In short, the floor is entirely a matter for regulation, while professional aspiration is not. Greater than. Greater than taking this as an alternative lens through which to view the issue of regulatory independence, there is an inevitable, and possibly irreconcilable, conflict between the regulatory and representative positions. Greater than. Greater than when a professional title and the associated obligations are matters for a regulator, it is more likely that over time the regulatory standards and expectations applied will be lowered to a point closer to the regulatory floor referred to above. This is because a regulator's proper role is to impose the minimum necessary regulation in order to achieve the regulatory objectives as cost-efficiently as possible. Greater than. Greater than either as a matter of reality or perception, Therefore, the regulated community of professionals is likely to feel that its hard-earned calling is gradually being dumbed down or deprofessionalized. At the same time, practitioners might also perceive that the regulator is increasing the amount of process, bureaucracy and compliance elements of regulation, adding to the cost and often, as they see it, the irrelevance of the regulation to which they are subject. Greater than. Greater than these perceptions are also more likely where, as is usually the case these days, the regulatory body has a lay majority and its staff are career regulators. Greater than. Greater than consequently, practitioners will look to their professional body to represent their interests, resisting the regulator's perceived overreach, any perceived failure to understand professional work and client relationships, and the imposition of what are seen as burdens and irrelevancies.
Greater than. Greater than even so, conscientious practitioners will still seek to maintain professional standards at as high a level as possible, as will the firms and employing organizations within which they work. Greater than. Greater than it is not hard to see that these positions could be mutually incompatible. Under the current structure, the professional bodies and their members will see supervision of standards being taken away from them, with a loss of control and decline in professional status following from that. Greater than. Greater than conversely, the regulators will see a group of self-interested professionals seeking to retain or regain control so that they can continue to require standards that are unnecessarily high and expensive in a consumer market that has insufficient competition and innovation. Greater than. Greater than my conclusion is that both positions are equally right and equally wrong. The question is whether the better approach lies in full separation of regulatory and representative interests. Greater than. Greater than incomplete separation, as we have seen, can lead to a strained, stifled or absent dialogue, where representative bodies are inclined, or even required by the internal governance rules, to be cautious and measured in their engagement on regulatory matters, and regulatory bodies can be unduly defensive of their own territory. Greater than. Greater than in these circumstances, a mutually beneficial discussion and collaboration that respects the balanced views, objectives and experiences of both regulation and representation is inhibited. The insight and sharing of professional experience can be lost or dismissed in the desire to avoid perceptions of influence. Greater than. Greater than accordingly. Greater than. Greater than finding seven. Greater than. Greater than the nature of the separation and independence of regulatory functions from representative functions remains unsatisfactory. The current approach and requirements of regulation and the internal governance rules make the desirable cooperation and collaboration between regulatory and representative functions problematic to achieve. Whether or not one agrees with the conclusion, the analysis here seems to me to be spot on. It explains much of the current difficult relationship between the profession and the SRA. But what is the best solution? Is it to support Stephen Mason's conclusions, perhaps with qualifications, and persuade the government to bring in new legislation? There may be other reasons why solicitors should not pursue this path, but from the perspective of reducing unnecessary regulation, abolishing the hated SRA, and enabling the profession to recover control over its training, standards and competitive brand, beyond Mason's floor of necessary regulation, there is much that is attractive in the report's proposals.